Welcome to Sailing in the Mediterranean and Beyond podcast. I'm your host. My name is Franz. Well, I'm not going to have any introduction for about the next six podcasts because I am out sailing. And so if you are out in the Mediterranean, somewhere between Venice and Alicante, and you want to try to meet up, drop me an email, franz1 at medsailor.com. So before we get to this episode, let me thank my sponsor, Sailrite. Looking for a sewing machine that's both portable and powerful? Look no further than the legendary Sailrite Ultrafeed LSZ-1. Take it to the marina, store it on your boat. The Ultrafeed goes where you go. This high-performing, heavy-duty machine sews both in zigzag and straight stitch. The Ultrafeed can handle your toughest jobs with absolutely zero loss of power or skip stitches. It breezes through up to 10 layers of Sunbrella canvas and eight layers of Dacron sailcloth. With the most dependable all-metal internal components, the Ultrafeed is a piece of well-engineered machinery that's built to last. Sailrite has been building the Ultrafeed for over 20 years. This tried-and-true powerhouse machine comes with a five-year limited warranty and the best customer service in the industry. The machines are assembled, fine-tuned, and tested at Sailrite's manufacturing facility by a team of highly trained technicians. Every machine is calibrated and tested before it's shipped to guarantee both smooth operation and machine quality. Take your sewing skills to the next level with the Sailrite Ultrafeed LSZ-1 sewing machine. Let's get on to this episode. All right, I'm back on Skype with Amos Revive. Uh, This is going to be the continuation of my interview from him from the last podcast. And the last podcast, uh, we... Uh, we were talking about Croatia and uh, your your favorite spots in, well, we, we just finished up in Montenegro. And so we can continue on from your favorite spots in the Mediterranean from there or hop around to wherever you think it'd be interesting to talk about. So welcome back, Amos. Thank you for coming back. Okay, thank you very much, uh, Franz, to host me in your podcast. I appreciate uh, your uh, site and it's unbelievable uh, contribute to, to many sailors. And if I can uh, contribute a little bit to any audience of your podcast, I'll enjoy and always anybody can ask me any question if he needs. Oh, how do uh, people How do people get uh, a hold of you? Do you have an yeah. email address that they can write you at? Yes, uh, my email is very easy. My name is Amosi. So my A-M-O-S-E-A, Amos and the C, because uh, that's my nickname. And okay. my email is amosi at gmail.com. Very easy. Amosa, A-M-O-S-E-A at gmail.com. All right, that's, that's good. So yes. people can reach out to you directly if they need to. Good. Thank you. Right. And uh, we can start again to uh, some other place. Very unique, and if you want uh, just to concentrate in the med, we can continue. If you want to go out a little bit, uh, any place, because uh, 
As uh, I told you in the beginning, we sail uh, 30 years in the Med, seven years in the Caribbean, and now we return last year from seven years in the Pacific. We have done about 120,000 miles, my wife Anat and me, on a variety of boats, 14 boats. Uh, we had in our life, some of them were racing boats, some of them uh, cruising boats. And the, the last boat that we had is the Bahia 46, a Fontaine Peugeot catamaran, that we start sailing in the year of 2013 from Israel. And uh, we've done a lot of uh, trips. So what I will uh, recommend you even that uh, we we left, uh, I'll give you some, some kind of roots now, before I start to concentrate on special places. So we left in uh, the 5th of July 2013 from Celia uh, Marina to Castello, then Simi, then Kos, then Patmos, uh, then Paros, Cap Sinion, Sunion, Athens, the Corinthos. Galaxidi, Misolonghi, Parapegani, Fiscardo, Messina, Sicilia, Port Torosa, Palermo, Sardinia, Minorca, Palma de Mallorca, Porto Cristo, Formentera. Well, there's plenty of places to go there. Just take us to where you have good memories and good stories to tell. Ah, okay. No problem. So one of the nice beautiful place, I'll go with you to uh, the island of Crete. And in the island of Crete, there is a place that it's called Elunda. Okay. E-L-O-U-N-D-A. Elunda is a very unique place. And always I, I try to find places uh, from one point of view, because we sail on a catamaran and it's very, very expensive. It's a almost 50-foot catamaran. It's very expensive to, to anchor a boat like this in many places in the Med, and because the mission was for the Pacific. So we try to find an anchorage or a, a piers that are remote and quiet and very nice to stay. So if you go to Elunda... Yep, I'm there, there right now. There is a very mm -hmm. nice... Uh, yes. On the other side of Elunda, you can find a small pier. Not in the marina. There is a remote pier that there is few boats there. And that's the place that we left uh, or live on with our, with our boat most a uh, few days. And that's very nice uh, anchorage to stay. One of the nice uh, trips is to, to travel to, to the... Uh, island uh, that call uh, 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 it's called it's, it's a small very interesting Calidon. It's called Calidon. It's a island that they used to put the people that were very sick, and they uh, put them on this small island. Yeah, so that was that was a beautiful trip. A, that was a leper colony, wasn't it? Right, that's yeah. the leper. Right, the one. Yeah. Yes. Of now I'm looking. I'm looking. Now hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm looking for this pier because yeah. I've actually anchored in that bay just south of the uh, leper colony, uh, a couple of bays south. So I'm looking for this pier that you're talking about near the town of Alunda. So if you, yeah. I never went into the actual town of Alunda. The north of the 
Okay. Yes. So is it there right is a, uh, right a across? Small, uh, marine park, yes. Okay, I see. I see. There um, is a small fishing. Okay. I see a sort of you a little the, pier across from Alunda on the peninsula. Right. Okay, that's where you're talking right. about then. Okay. Right. There's no boats in Google Earth so in there right in now. The yeah. No. Now the idea to travel in uh, Crete is uh, the north side of Crete. It's very uh, well known from the antique and from the history and archaeology. And the other side of Crete is recommended because very uh, strong from nature point of view. A lot of uh, so I recommend to anybody at first to travel in Hania to in uh, in all this uh, in Heraklion to see all this uh, uh, tradition and historical places and sometimes to travel on the south side of Crete and to look uh, on the uh, sea and the view there it's very very strong from stone point of view from uh, and that's very interesting so it's worth to stay at least one week in the creek in creek and to travel up and down and it's beautiful uh, island okay so i've uh, I've, I've visited yes. Crete, but i only went along the north coast i came in from uh from the island of uh uh Carpathos. So I went down through Carpathos, yes. and then uh, and then Cassos, and then came in from the east side, and sailed along the north coast of Crete, uh, basically to um, Heraklion, and then headed north. So I never got around the south side. So you're saying that the yeah. south side is worth spending some time on then. Because it's more more uh, uh, violent, you know, more strong and from nature point of view. Okay. It's uh, very interesting. Uh, one of the nice places that uh, I recommend if you travel in the uh, island of Rhodus uh, is uh, to go to the place, instead to anchor in Rhodes in the main city, I I would go, always I try to go to a remote places, not on the, when all the sailors are going. Mm -hmm. So one of my favorite uh, anchorage is in Lindos. It's in the south of the island. And uh, then you can, it's very beautiful. A lot of people are uh, tourists there by car from, uh, from Rodos. But you can anchor in Lindos. Lindos, it's L-I-N-D-O-S. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, you can put your boat in the bay there on anchor. It's beautiful anchorage. There's a small pier, but it uh, depends on the depth. And then you can climb to the mountain and to the castle. And the, uh, it's so beautiful. It's very, very interesting. And sometimes when I remember that I used to do an entry to Rodos, I came there. I took a taxi, I went to the police in the main city, and then I returned back, and I stayed there in the island. <laughs> I don't know if they are allowed now, okay. but uh, in, instead of being in, uh, in Rodos all the time. So there's that bay that you're uh, talking about in Lindos. It's a, 
sort of a, a bay that comes in, and that's the bay you're talking about of, of, as anchoring then. Is that right? Right. Okay. Yes. That, that's very beautiful. Okay. Now we'll jump to another story. We we try. I'll try not to to go each uh, each uh, country by country, but I'll take you to a small small marina in the city of Bari in Italy. Okay. And uh, this uh, marina is called Circolo della Vella. It's mean if if you look on Bari in Italy. Okay, I'm zooming in right And now. you can see a small marina. As far as I remember, this small marina used to be a, a marina that behind the famous opera building in Bari. In this marina, there is a plane of 30 or 40 boats. Every day, the manager used to open all the boats and to ventilate them. It's like a small marina that get a super service. So okay, so let, let me make let me make sure I'm looking at the right marina. So I'm looking at the main ferry port as you come in with the ferry in Bari. There's a little marina to the left or to the west of that main port, right. and then there's another marina to the right across the peninsula. It, I assume it's probably that marina to the right. Is that the one we're talking about? Uh, the one to, to the connect to the east. I guess to the east the of the main port. Yes, right. Okay. And then it's very beautiful, and always the south side of uh, Italy. It's one of the most interesting places in Italy because it's a different uh, kind of people. We say that sometimes in Italian, uh, uh, Milano, uh, Baria, Milan, uh, Firenze. Milano are molto differenze. It means the, the difference between the culture and the food and the people are very, very unique. And in Bari, in this area, I panzerotti. Panzerotti is very unique food. And everybody that will ask it, it's very unique to the south of Italy. It's very nice. And there is a very beautiful, uh, special uh, building that it's very, very recommended to go. And that's in south of Bari. I would take a car and travel in south of Italy because it's so beautiful. It's not so uh, big. And uh, if you, mostly people are, uh, going to the side of Lecce, or uh, it's called Otranto, mm-hmm. O-T-R-A-N-T-O. It's a south of uh, this marina, and there is a very unique building that's uh, a building there. It's very traditional. So all this side, and now it's very popular for many, many people, especially even Israelis, they're buying uh, houses in the south of Italy because of what's happened in Italy in the, in the last years, about the corruptions in the government, and a lot of Italians don't want to pay taxes so much, and the economic, and now the corona, 
So now it's very recommended to buy a beautiful house in very uh, not expensive uh, prices. And the government of Italy even contribute to you if you buy it and you're doing something to the uh, surrounding, what it means if you're doing artist and you in invest in this. So I think that it's very interesting to, to do it. Very, very interesting. Yeah, I've sailed, uh, I've taken the ferry into Bari from Dubrovnik, um, and then I've sailed into Brindisi and into Ortanto and taken a train down to Lecce, and also another little hillside town just north of Brindisi. I'm trying to think of the name of it. But I absolutely uh, in, thoroughly enjoy that part of Italy. Very few tourists seem to go there. Which is one of the things I like about it. Ors Ostuni, that was the name of the town. O S T U N I, that was the other town I visited, which was north of Brindisi. A very historic town, beautiful towns. And I didn't know that the real estate prices were that reasonable that people are buying up real estate there. But uh, yes. I, I can easily see why. There's also a little town. Oh. Uh, that is famous for its horse meat just outside of, um, let's see, there's a town, a town near Bari, uh, which is known for, um, actually it's, um, it's a place where they've used as a backdrop for shooting a lot of movies about Jesus, uh, or the, or the, let's see, I can't remember that. It doesn't matter. But anyway, that that whole area there is just uh, delightful as far as I'm concerned. So, yeah. Yes. One of the other places that we are going now jump to Dalaman in Turkey. Dalaman. Mm -hmm. Okay. Dalayanro. What I would like to, uh, to tell you, that's something very unique. Maybe you can see it in Jordan. You know, in Jordan, there is a very popular place. It's called, right? It's kind of a tomb on the rocks. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. it's a unique. But one of the unique places in Turkey is the old tomb. It's called Dalayan Rocks or Tombs. Mm -hmm. And that's, if you go, you can anchor it your boat in the entrance to the Dalayan River. And then it's a very small island that you can anchor with your yacht behind it. You can ask a guy because it's not recommended to go with your dinghy. It's always recommend to wait for somebody to come to take you with his boat because he knows how to uh, take you in the, uh, in the river. And when you go with it this boat to the top of the river, you'll find there the Dalayan rocks on the shade of the mountain. Unbelievable. Gretos, tombs, very, very. It's called Likian tombs, made many, many years ago. And that's from something very unique that it's very rare to look and to find. Did you find the Dalayan, the place that I'm telling you, you remember, you see the small island? Okay, so I've, I've been, let me make sure I'm at the right spot. 
Dalian. Um, is this is this uh, is this the place that is west of Marmaris? Dalian. There we go. Yeah, that yeah. is that's you a can, big that's a big swampy area, right? Right. You can. Right. Dikada. D e l e l i k a d a. And you see if you push on the Google map a picture, you'll see the small boat that they can take you there. And it's very beautiful. Yes. Okay. We, uh, just a second. I got to turn this off. Reject that phone call. Yes, actually, I, if you're talking about that, that place where you can easily get lost in the, uh, in the river because it's reeds that are you know, 10 feet tall and you can't see where you're going, that's where you're talking about, right? Right. Right. Yeah. We, we anchored off that and took our dinghy in there and got lost, thoroughly lost. Uh, eventually made our way up to where you're talking about, but had a great time doing it. So, and in fact, I, I heard from somebody that that's where they shot the movie The African Queen, but I'm not, I haven't confirmed that. The movie. Um, that can, it can be. Yeah, it could that's can be. Yeah, it could be because it's a lot Where of reeds. It? Yeah. But yeah, we took a dinghy up that. We didn't. Uh, we had three people on the boat. Two of us got in the dinghy and, and motored into that swampy area with all those tall reeds, got lost several times, backtracked, but eventually got up to where you're talking about and also got up to the city there, the, the sort of the city way very up good. there. Yeah. Yes. Very worthwhile doing. I would recommend taking a guide rather than trying to do it yourself, just like, I, just right. like you suggest. So. Yes. Another place, beautiful place, and that's what I recommend for people that are starting them sailing in the med, and they want maybe before they buy a boat, or if they coming and charter a boat, is to take the boat in Gocek, in Turkey, mm-hmm. in Gocek, G-O-C-E-K, to rent the boat from there, and to do all this area of Gocek. And I'll tell you a story about it. And well, then I'll give you some super tip. So on my website, the main picture on my website was was taken just outside of Gocek, just on a bay, just on the other side of those those peninsula on Gocek. So, yeah, go ahead and tell so us the story see, on that. Yeah. See, we have a lot in common, I mm-hmm. told you. Because <laughs> I, I, sail, I sail in San Juan Island that nobody knows in this world where it is, right? Mm-hmm. Mostly because not many people are sailing there. And we can speak about it, about uh, your area, where you build your boat. And now we have some comment with Gocek. So my uh, first recommendation, if some sailor want to start and to enjoy and not to uh, fear from the sea, take a rent a boat for 10 days and travel in the Gocek area. But if you go to the south side of Go check. It's called Capi Greek, mm-hmm. and that's one of the, my favorite place. You enter very, very easy, very, very beautiful, and then uh, you remember that I told you in Castello Rizzo that uh, I've been there. So I took my little child that she was met there, a grandmom, and that's grandmom that was in uh, Castello. She was the owner of the restaurant. Castello Rizzo, and she 
and gave us everyday food, and we went to eat there. And when she was twenty-five uh, years old, my, my daughter, and she was married, I took her to this grandmom in Castello Rizzo. And on the way there, on the up, it means to Turkey, we entered to Capi Greek. And I climbed with my daughter to Capi Greek, and I told her, we'll put something here on a tree in the top of the mountain of Capi Greek, because this top, you can see the both sides. I, I don't know if you remember, you've been in Capi Greek. Uh. There is a very nice restaurant. And you can climb up, and you can see the both sides of the the bay inside and the sea outside. I don't know if I've been there. I've been to a place called Wall Bay that sounds a lot like it, uh, which uh, is right down there. So I recommend to go there because then you can see a boat from above, and it's so beautiful. It's really unbelievable. And then I put there a symbol on a tree, and after... Five years, we return back, and we find the symbol on the sea, on the tree again. So it reminds me very nice. <laughs> so my recommendation is to travel in this bay of the cup of a of a Gotchik area, Gotchik Bay. Uh-huh. And when you are feeling after four or five days that you are strong enough, you can cross. And it's not a big crossing to the other side. To Fitie. But before entering to Fitie, to the city, there was a, I don't know now if it exists in the Corona, there was a very beautiful club on the front on the other side. And in this club, there is just one small pier. And it's a, if you are looking on the map, you go to Fitie and then you go up, down from Fitie. To the middle, mm-hmm. you'll find a small bay, and then a small club, and you can anchor. It's so beautiful. It was uh, many years ago a club med, and we used to anchor on this pier and to enjoy very much with our kids. Now I've the city of Fitie is yes. Okay, so I've I went by a club, or I anchored just off of a club, just right across. Um, from the marina, just north of the marina, the big ACI marina. I think it's an ACI marina. No, it's, excuse me, not an ACI marina, a Setter marina, because Turkey's Setter. Yes. Uh, and there was a I big, know exactly where you... Yeah, they were just north yes. of that marina. I've anchored there and went ashore, and it was... Uh, all, everybody spoke Russian. <laughs> it was a total Russian uh, resort. Right, but... Right. But I recommend to go outside a little bit. And the name of the place, it's called Hillside Beach Club. Okay. Beautiful place. Hillside Beach Club. It's a very beautiful place. You have just one pier there. You have to call them. You can stay there on the pier. Enjoy from the club and tell them, I don't need the hotel, the room. I'll stay in my boat. That's what I have done. Very recommended. Okay. And of course, you can go later on to Fitie, travel in the market, and it's a beautiful place. Okay, I, okay. so yeah, the Hillside Beach Club is on actually the other side of that peninsula. 
uh, and down is if that's right. the one I'm thinking of. And they've got a nice beach there, and I see the uh, the one pier yeah, you're cool. talking about, the, just the one pier that you can tie up on. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah, all right. So it doesn't look like there's a boat tied up there when I'm looking at this image. So, but yeah, nice beach right. club there. Okay. Okay. Good information. Very <coughs> yes. The last time uh, I was in Fetier, the last yes. time I was in Fetier, we we spent a couple nights at the Setter Marina and um and went to town. They had a great market in that town uh, if you went on the right date. But outside the marina, there was a boat tied up, and there was line after line after line of diesel tankers to fill up this boat. And this was the Christina Onassis, and it was filling up the fuel. But they literally had, uh, they literally had <laughs> tanker after tanker after tanker of fuels to to line up to fill this boat up because I guess they must have negotiated a special deal on fuel that they came in and filled up that day. So it took about two days to fill it up. <laughs> uh, right. Another place, very unique, very beautiful, it's, it's called La Madalena. La Madalena, it's a, a, it's a Spanish island. La Madalena, all this area, it's very close to very, very popular uh, and uh, well-known uh, Sardinia uh, area, but La Madalena is a unique island that I would recommend to travel and uh, to see the places there and to anchor uh, the base to anchor uh, very, very uh, not far from there the Islands of La Madalena is the worst to travel, and the place to stay because it's very good uh, anchorage there. It's called Santa Teresa Gualina in Sardinia. It's a north northern uh, marina in uh, Sardinia, and the name is Santa Teresa Galua, Galura. Okay, Isla Madalena, M A D D A. L E N A. Okay, and that's the north yes. of Sardinia. So the northern end of Sardinia. Yes. It's a, La Madalena is the west of uh, of Sardinia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Porto Polo, you can see all this area. I recommend very much to travel. It's very unique, but the weather there is very strong sometimes in the summer. So it's not recommended in July and August because the wind is very strong in this area. But if you are anchoring in this uh, Santa Teresa Gualina, it's very, very uh, deep uh, uh, marina. It's a kind of a cave in the north of Sardinia. That's the best place to cross very early in the morning one of the very beautiful and well-known in the world is called Bonifacio <laughs> in, the, yes. in the island uh-huh. of Sard- uh, Corsi. And Bonifacio, I recommend to leave the boat in Bonifacio 
to travel and to find a place of course to rent a car for one week and one of the nicest travel or trips to Corsica is to circle the island from the east side up up to the north and around what I like to see is the house of Napoleon where he used to live all the uh, red rocks on the south side east side and it's beautiful place and very unique food in Corsica I would not recommend so much to uh, travel on the west side because it's uh, uh, the east side is more a uh, 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 anchorage places but it's the wind have to be checked before and the ancient man was uh, based on this island uh, yeah I've interviewed the the people um, t-bone and uh, Katia Katia and Thibault who conduct the Corsica classic regatta and they will be on the podcast just before yours is coming up so we'll be talking a lot about Corsica on that podcast so so uh, but you're just reiterating what they've said about Corsica it's a it's a beautiful island to visit and that regatta yes. goes all the way up from Bonifacio all the way up the uh, the east side of the island up to the very tip of the island, the very top of the island. So that would be something if people want to do that regatta, it's uh, it's something worth doing. So, uh, and, and hopefully we'll be able to do it this summer. I tried to get over to that regatta last year, and uh, because of COVID, I couldn't couldn't go on that regatta. So, anyway. What what you play now because of your you are so far you are in uh, Salt Lake City right mm-hmm. yes and, uh, and you have to come to Greek that it's a red uh, or not open maybe you can fly to Greek now not right now now as it stands right now to tell you the the trouble with traveling this summer as it stands right now I can fly uh, to Rome or to Milan from Atlanta or JFK on Delta Airlines or American Airlines on what they call the COVID flight, which means that I have to be tested before I get on the flight. I'm tested at the airport, and I'm tested when I get to Italy. And as long as all the tests are negative, then I'm free to travel through Italy. Uh, But the restrictions I'm hoping will loosen up. Uh, But if I were to leave Italy and go over to Croatia right now, I could get into Croatia with a COVID test, but to come back out of Croatia and back to Italy, they will put me in quarantine. So um, I don't know what the plans are this summer. It's, it's, it's up and it's, it's really changing at daily right now. So I really don't know how the summer sail is going to work out, but it'll, I'll either I, be I, sailing yeah. all the way down the Adriatic on the Italian side yeah. Or if I had my preference, I'd be going on the Croatian side and hopping into Montenegro and then coming back to Italy. But we'll see. I'm actually putting... Yeah. Uh, I can tell you that uh, just we just four hours ago, we came back from the Ben Gurion airport after we've done a special check. And uh, we got after four hours the uh, results that we have negative in Corona and then we can fly. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We have to do it in Israel. For the flight, and we have to put some uh, special uh, 
to, to, to write some forms. It's like more forms to fly from Israel to the States. Yeah, it's... Okay, it's... what... It's let, not let, so easy now. Let's talk about a couple of places in the Caribbean, because we have a lot of listeners that are in the Caribbean or visiting the Caribbean. So let's talk about a couple of okay. your favorite spots so, in the before Caribbean. Before I'm going to the Caribbean, just a, one more a small island that is very beautiful in the Greek island, Alonisos. You've been in Alonisos? Mm, I'm not sure. Uh, where is it? Let Alonisos, me... it's a very... A lot of people that like uh, uh, they are uh, vegan and they like uh, good food, they're coming to Alonisos. It's not very popular by sailors, but it's a very beautiful island that we visit. All right. So where is it near? Uh, A-L-O. It's uh, Skopelos, uh, Skiatos. Oh, okay. So it's up in the Northern Islands. So probably I've been it's, there. Let me see here. There it is. Yes, I have been to Alonisos. There's a little marina. Okay. There's a little marina up that island, which is delightful. You're right. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, right. I've been to a couple right. places. Patriti is a neat little harbor. I've been in there. Yeah. And... Um, where are your, is it just the island in general that you like so much? Yes, and the Anchorage. I have a lot of stories in my book we wrote. We met there somebody that wanted to sell us a house, but there was a way. So we have to bring a ship to put everything on anchor. But uh, it doesn't matter. I just want to give. And uh, maybe the last one now before we move to the Caribbean is my one of my favorite places in the Med. Maybe I'm sure that you've been there. F-I-S-K-A-R-D-O. Yep, Fiscardo yeah. on uh, on on uh, um, it's, Fiscardo I, on Kefalonia. Yeah, it's that is a very right. very popular popular harbor. Yeah, <laughs> right. I call it Little. It, it's in conjunction to all my recommendations, but sometimes you want to see it on a small pier, you know, with a lot of uh, like Italian <laughs> restaurant or Greek restaurant, and to see all these tourists that coming and going. So if you want to be uh, involved with a lot of people, then the place. Yeah, I I spent a lot okay. of time in and out of that harbor over the years, and uh, got some good stories and good memories of that town. But it is extremely popular with the charter fleets right now. It's it's very, very, very right. crowded nowadays. I liked it before when I went there back in about 90, well, it would have been about 2001, and it was delightful back then, but the charter fleet has exploded, exploded since then. So it's it's not as, it's not as enjoyable for me anymore. No, 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 no. I know. That's why I... Say that it's a place that uh, if you want to to suffer a little bit, go there and try to find a place. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Okay, but let's that's hop. What in many places. Yeah, it is. Okay. It's all the way up and down Moving. Croatia, and it's also on the Ionian Islands. I kept expecting a pullback or a, a shakeout of the uh, the charter industry, but it just keeps getting better. It appears, which. It's too bad for me. As far as I'm concerned, that's too bad. <laughs> I like people that actually own their own right. boat 
and have the pride of ownership as opposed to somebody that goes and gets on their boat for a week and walks away. But that's just me. That's just me. Right. So if you take me to the Caribbean, I cannot pass through a place that there is an unbelievable uh, lady that uh, she's uh, a super uh, singer and I love very much her uh, her soul and she is called uh, the diva the bare feet diva can you it's not in the Caribbean but it's on the way okay. so can you tell me can you tell me to whom I'm... Uh, no, but I can do a quick Google search and find out who you're talking about. <laughs> Maybe, okay. We make kind of a... Which island? Okay, the Barefoot Diva. Uh, mm, nope, nope. Barefoot Diva... Nope, I can't find it. So go ahead and tell, give me the information on it. Cassandra Coleman, is that who you're talking about? It's Cape Verde. Ah, Cassandra Evora. Casaria Evora, Cape Verde's Barefoot Devia. Cesaria uh, Evora. And one of the things that, uh, if I can contribute to you and your audience now, is to listen to Cesaria Evora. She was uh, from the island of Cape Verde. It was a, we call it the, the people, the, the slaves, they the bring from Africa to work there. And that's in this island, she was a, a sing in a small pub and someone uh, revealed her and brought her to France. And she is a real unbelievable singer, and she died. And the name of the airport is on her name. She has a big statue, a huge woman. And uh, before I'm coming to the Caribbean, I like to pass through Cape Verde Island, because if you want to cross the Atlantic, you can have two options. Or to go straight from the a Canary Island, the Grand Canaria, that was the arc people are doing. Most of the sailors are doing it from Grand Canaria. From my point of view, it's a mistake. Why? Because the trade winds are much better, six, seven hundred miles down if you go. And if you start your trip as a on a great circle from a uh, Mindelo in the green uh, in the uh, Cape Verde Island, that very remote place. I remember that I need to wait about five hours for getting my meal in a restaurant because when you order there, they are looking for the materials to find them, and they are bringing it for so supermarket for the butcher. So you need time. But it's very unique. You find there are a lot of crosses, people that cross the Atlantic. And then it's much easier to cross, and you have a 
very good trade wind to the other side, and most of the people are crossing to a, a very nice island. Can you tell me? You know, Santa that, Lucia. Oh, right? Santa Lucia. So you would, instead of leaving from the Canary Islands, you would you would choose to follow to head farther south to the Cape Verde Islands to cross then. Right. You go down, down about six, 700 miles down to, uh, in front of Africa. You stay there for two, three, four days. And even the Ark in these days, they split the option because some of them are doing it from up, from the Canary Island, and some of them give the option to go down. As far as from the safety point of view, and I'm very, when you know me, slowly, slowly, we'll know each other more and more. You'll understand that I'm very, very strict with safety and uh, see kindness. And uh, I, don't, I, I appreciate the sea a lot. And I try not to fight. We sail uh, in 14 boats, 120,000 miles. I try not to catch any uh, storm too much because I like to do it safely. I sell just with my wife. We don't have a crew. And uh, I don't need any stories, too much stories. And uh, if I speak with you now, it means that we sail in very, very uh, gentle way. And one of my gentle ways to go down to the Cape Verde Island and to do the crossing there. So where so, so which island would you leave from? So which island would you leave from? Would you leave from uh uh I it's it's uh, the island is called a uh, uh, Riberia Grande uh, Mindelo 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 okay Oh, they right the the one in the middle, Mindelo, M I N D E L O, okay. Yes, right. And there is a small marina, even with a floating bar. There, the place. If you want to find to be or to write a story about uh, crossing the Atlantic uh, people, that's the place. A lot of people wait there, coming there. It's not so easy, marina to stay because she's shaking a lot but a lot of people are waiting for the right time to do the crossing from there okay well i had always thought the canary islands were the logical spot so it's good to look at someplace different so because i do plan on doing a crossing in the next couple of years and coming over to okay. the caribbean so if for if that's the crossing if you are intending to do from the canary we We've been in uh, the Canary about three, four months. That's a different story and a different podcast. We'll do it separately about the Canary Island if, if you want. Okay. But please don't miss the island of Lanzarote. I can speak with you about all this island a lot. I've been there many, many times, and we live there for miles, about four months, just in the Canary. So that's a different place, and I'll give some tips. Now we return back to what you want, the Caribbeans, right? Let's plan on doing a, um, uh, a an Atlantic oh, crossing, a, an Atlantic crossing podcast in the future. 
So let's uh, let's but let's hop over to okay. the Canary Islands in. Okay. So we'll go back to the Canary. The first island at first we'll speak about the Okay, you get the phone number. Call phone. <laughs> That's right. I, I'm at my office so phone calls <laughs> come in. That's right. So No problem. We enjoy from it. So before you are going uh, out from the med, you have to calculate your uh, decision and weight. Uh, the most uh, uh, clever place to anchor is in, uh, before you are doing it, in the Gibraltar, and to wait. Why? In uh, the entering to the med, there is a huge, huge traffic. And uh, there is a very, very strong a stream and current and you have to calculate again and again every day and to calculate the current in the same day because sometimes you are going from out from your marine and I saw a lot of sailors trying to go out to the ocean and they are not moving at all because the current is six seven knots because think and look on the Gibraltar and see the narrow of the Bay of Gibraltar, and look that it's all the water that inside this uh, Mediterranean are coming and going to the ocean. So it's a lot, a lot of stream and current, and you have to calculate. So there is a special uh, books that you can uh, know exactly what day and what time. So that's the first recommendation to me, to, to from me, to any sailors that intend to enter or to go. Even you cannot wake in the morning and say, "Oh, it's a very nice day. I'm going." No, it's not work like this. <laughs> After you go out, what you have to be taking to consideration: go out to from the Gibraltar and go south along the shore. Do you see the the country there? You yeah, know Morocco. What's the name? Morocco. Yep. What is good in Morocco? The food. The Moroccan Israelis are very famous with the restaurant and good food. But in Morocco, they are allowed to fishermen to go any place, anyway, and to throw nets uh, any place in the Atlantic. So you don't want to do the crossing as you think that you want to do it and to cross straight forward down to the Canary Island. Otherwise, you catch three times, four times your uh, big rocks and you have to jump in the middle of the night to cut it uh, because it's thousands or thousands of nets all around. My recommendation is to take uh, from Gibraltar about 120 miles deep to the ocean a, a, a route and just there after 120 miles to do to start uh, going down south otherwise it's not so safety so that's what I have done I went far 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 deep to the ocean and then starting to do down. Even then, I saw fishermen without light. I saw nets. You have to be careful. So don't uh, 
hesitate to put somebody always in a shift to look around. We use the night vision system, binicular, and my wife and me, every 10 minutes, we were looking around to see that uh, not uh, jumping on any net or something that can catch because it's not so nice to catch this kind of nets. They eat huge rocks. Then, first island that you are coming is, is Lanzarote. And in Lanzarote, there is a beautiful uh, place. Uh, Arecife is one of the main uh, major uh, new marinas that they built. The owner was bankrupt, but the idea to go there is to Porto Calero. Porto Calero, it's one of the nicest marina in uh, Lanzarote. And we stay in Lanzarote, I think, about a month, because it's, if, you, if I need to give a recommendation, to be retired and to take your boat and to take your wife and to enjoy from life, go to Lanzarote. Why? The weather all year round, it's unbelievable. And that's a, the cleanest island in the world, I think. It's more than Japan. It's not allowed to build there more than two and a half stores, stories. All the island is just black and white. And in the area that it's called uh, La Taman, uh, uh, Tamanfia, Timanfaya, there was the biggest, biggest uh, erosion or volcan area that was in this world. And it's so beautiful. It's like you live on the moon. So it's worth to travel. Besides this, the mayor, the, the, the mayor of the city, of, of uh, the island, give a uh, special uh, artist, this, his name is Cesar Manrique, to deal and to design all this island. Can you believe that somebody like from Israel is coming to an artist and tell him, please give something unique to this to Israel. And all the squares in Lanzarote, all the squares in Lanzarote are made by this artist. Okay. Uh, this okay. artist is so unique and he built a restaurant and a houses that are part of the cave, part of the structure of the island. The Laba. So there is a museum of his house, and it's worth to see. And there is a lot of places to see there. There is a very nice marina to anchor. So the first marina that I recommend to come when you are coming from uh, Gibraltar is called Caleta del Cebo, because this marina is in a remote, small, small, small island. It's a very nice one, very unique. It's in, it's in the south of the North Island of Graciosa. Yes, I, I see it. Graciosa I'm zoomed in on Google Earth, and I can see where you're talking about. Yes, okay. Okay. So 
that's very, very beautiful marina. You can stay there for the beginning, but nothing to see around too much. After you travel, you can stay there, travel, sailing around a little bit. Unbelievable water. Very, very unique island. And then you go up around and go down to the uh, marina of uh, Puerto Calero. Okay. You can see it, it's near Puerto del Carmen. Yes. Puerto uh -huh. Calero yeah. is super beautiful place. And from there, there is some villas and hotels. And it's so beautiful. So the food is super in uh, the Canary Islands. Uh, the, the roads are so clean, unbelievable. And uh, we stay there, and they have there a base for, they used to have the base for two, two races. Uh, are you familiar with the mini transit? Yes, the arc uh, race. It's a yeah. sailboat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not, not the arc. Oh. The mini transit. No, I'm not the mini familiar Okay, the mini transit, if you'll see, it's about six meter point two. That's are bringing 50, 60 boats like this, or sometimes 100, and that crossing the Atlantic single handed, a small boat. Okay. That's the base form. Okay. Another base was the woman of the ocean race. They used to race there, and that was the base for them. So, to practice. So, that's one of the nicest islands. If you heard about the Iron Man, there is a base there for doing the Iron Man. There is a special hotel. It's worth to have a bicycle on this island. Wine. Do you like wine? Sure. One of the best places to drink wine that's made specially by a, a special system how a, the wine is raised there. And people say that if you look on the a, a winery of these places go to the winery and look you can see it from the satellite it's very very unique hmm. because they make holes in the volcanic and it's so unique beautiful and very very nice all right so i recommend this island as a first place and a stop to stay if you like a little bit then uh, 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 you Cross to the other island that's called uh, Formentera, where the big wind is coming and a lot of surf, uh, uh, windsurfing you can do there. Okay. And from Formentera, you are going to Las Palmas, the Grand Canaria. Okay, we're there. Gonna, the arc is base. Amos, we're going to need yes. to stop there. I've uh, we've begun on about another uh, fifty-six minutes. And I need to actually do some work today, so I've got to get to work. I've had a bunch okay. of calls. and So let's come back in a week or so and do a full podcast on the Atlantic crossing. And we will start, no we will start from, from Fortaventura and go from there and go with what you would no suggest problem. for I, I crossing. Oh, no problem. I return back from the USA on the twenty. 2nd of May, so after this we can speak. All right. Thank okay. you very much. Have a good trip. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for you.
to talk to you later. Okay. Bye. The website for Sailing in the Mediterranean and Beyond is www.medsailor.com. Again, medsailor.com. Life is short. In the end, all that really matters is the memories you make. So make a few. Go sailing. Joel, you want to know something? What? Every now and then, say what the f***. What the f*** gives you freedom? Freedom brings opportunity. Opportunity makes your future. If you can't say it, you can't do it.